Welcome to Primordial Path. My name is Casey and I'm your guide on this podcast, which is dedicated to exploring ancient meditation and healing practices. We'll examine them through an accessible modern lens and discover how they can profoundly impact your life, your body, your mind, your soul, your energy. So stay tuned. Here we go. Welcome back. I know there's been a little bit of space since the last episode. I've been traveling around exploring ancient modalities, which is really exciting, but we'll come to that after I finish this series on the eight limbs. Now that brings us to the seventh limb, Dhyana. Dhyana is really an extension of Dharana and has been defined by Patanjali as the uninterrupted flow of concentration of the mind on the object of meditation or concentration. Now, there's a fine difference between dharana and dhyana. In dharana, the mind continually tries to think of things other than the object, and the practitioner has to bring the awareness back to the object itself. Distractions still exist in one form form or another. Yet, in dhyana, the mind has been subjugated and is totally and continually absorbed in the object itself. It's in meditation that the deeper aspects of the object start to manifest themselves. The depth of concentration in dhyana is far greater than in dharana, and it's through the regular and continual practice of concentration that dhyana spontaneously manifests itself. So let's look at an overview of meditation or dhyana. From the English or Western perspective, meditation refers to the act of giving your attention to one thing as a means to become calm. This can be considered more of a concentration or centering technique rather than a means to access deeper states of consciousness. The focus is on the mind-body connection and enhancing the overall well-being. By connecting our mind-body being, we can achieve enlightenment or samadhi, the eighth limb, through meditation. It's how we merge the infinite source of light and wisdom, expanding our awareness beyond our physical selves. Meditation is not a means of forgetting oneself and escaping reality, nor is it a journey into obscurity or nothingness. Understanding oneself is the goal of meditation. It's the mental state achieved when we are no longer aware of our own subjective or objective experiences. When mental images of the outside world fade away, when external sounds simply stop interrupting, and when the physical no longer causes discomfort, you have entered a meditative state. Even though it might sound like a deep sleep, it's actually very different. The meditator, on the other hand, is alive and buzzing with prana. They're actually aware, but the awareness is focused inwards rather than outwards. This is pratyahara that we discussed earlier. They have total mental control and can focus their attention on a single task with seeming ease. They've gone beyond the constraints of the mind and become one with the thing they're focusing on. Of course, this doesn't happen the very first time a meditator sits quietly with eyes closed. Once we've mastered the practices of meditation and developed the ability to focus, we'll enter into the state of meditation. Attaining this level of meditation may take a while, perhaps months or even years, but it's possible for anyone who practices consistently with honesty and without expectations to reach new heights. The deep state of rest brought on by meditation is beneficial to the health of every cell and tissue in the body. When dreaming, the mind is actively engaged, so less sleep is required. In fact, you need very little sleep once you've mastered the art of meditation because our minds are so occupied with the process, we can begin to thrive on as little as three to four hours of sleep per night. Now, because of this, 
meditation has been shown to increase the anabolic process of growth and repair while decreasing the catabolic process of breakdown. Science has proven that one state of mind can influence nearly every aspect of their body. Therefore, meditation plays a significant role in the treatment of illness, especially mental illness, and the full spectrum of psychosomatic illnesses. Meditation not only has tangible health benefits, but it also frees one from habitual ways of thinking and acting. We become more receptive and open to ourselves and our environment, putting the meditator in an optimal state of mind for any kind of study, learning, or performing. As a result of channeling more prana into the brain during meditation, cognitive abilities are enhanced. This greatly improves logical reasoning, memorization, and memory. This is why many people in the academic, athletic, and executive communities are drawn to the yoga and meditation practices. It's a well-established fact that people only use one-tenth of their brain capacity. And within these dormant parts, many of the so-called psychic functions can be activated, such as ESP, telepathy, etc., Besides, besides these, there are also many other functions to do with creativity, wisdom, genius, enlightened states of mind. It's through meditation that this untapped potential can be discovered and brought to fruition. When the human mind is merged with the cosmic mind, there's no limit to what it can accomplish. The path to meditation is not easy. If you want to reap the benefits of meditation, you'll need to put in the effort at the outset and be willing to make some sacrifices. Mental, physical, and emotional weaknesses will pull you away, so you must be determined to continue in spite of any problems. Keep in mind that if you have enough determination, self-awareness, and interest, you can accomplish almost anything in this world.